Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 69, a very special episode uh, of the Post 20 podcast. My name is Evan. I'm joined, as always, by my co host, Matt. What's going on this week? Not much, just vibing. Light, light work re- week, just slowly preparing for all the shoebies and that to come down the shore. So, going to double up on packages, and my days are going to become even longer. Yeah, I I didn't even think about that. That's that's kind of brutal. Yeah, it'll be early, earlier wake up calls and later clock out times. More uh, I mean, more dollars or no? Oh, hundred percent, man. Be oh, that's worth that, it. Gonna get that fat overtime, bro. It's gonna be like Christmas. Yeah, I mean that's totally worth it. Then just gotta yeah. stack that summertime bread, and you know, it's like any other job around here. Like summertime is when everybody makes that bo- buku money. Yeah, true. Um, I haven't really done much this week. I mean, I not I, enough golf. No, bro, I can't play because it's been so fucking shit outside. Like it was freezing, and then it, tomorrow, tomorrow, man, seventy five. Yeah, and thunderstorms. I thought that's only in the morning. Uh, I don't know if I mean if if the course is gonna be soaking wet, I'm not. I won't play. Um, I'm just kind of waiting for shit to dry out again. I I Ooh, can't stop. stand playing in the rain. Sunday's looking similar, 90% thunderstorms. Saturday, 66 and clear. Yeah, maybe Saturday I'll manage to get out. Like You're going to have a lot of uh, a lot of people with you, though. Oh, I'm, sh- I'm sure. It'll be soak- it, the courses will be soaking wet, too, no matter where I choose to play. And season's about to start, so it's just going to... Busy is just the way that it's going to be, you know? Um, yeah. But that's fine. I, I don't have an issue. I play pretty quick golf. I'm not a, I'm not a slow golfer. Um, slow golfers annoy me typically. So I, uh, doesn't really matter. And I let anybody play through if, if for some reason they are in, you know, a crazy hurry. Um, but other than that, I mean, I just did homework. I I spent today writing a research paper two days ago, writing a research paper. And a couple days before that, I wrote another research paper. I mean, I'm just at this point now where trying to get everything done now so that when it's really nice in april and i'm starting to get called back to work and uh, i want to be outside or on the beach or whatever um as long as it's warm i just kind of want to make sure that i have all that shit like i'm i'm ahead and yeah i mean i'm writing a final final paper on march 25th that's not due until may 2nd so I think I, it's a good thing. I think um You're you're just you're one of those rare students that just does it way ahead of the game so when like everybody else procrastinated they're doing it the final week, you're just chilling. Yeah, well doing your own thing. Like everybody else wants to fucking kill themselves the last week. So yeah, I I'm, I would much like, rather spread how I did it. it. Yeah, it's just that's always how I've done my work in college. I wasn't that way in high school, strangely, but when I got to college, even to community college, I, I just felt like they give you so much time, honestly, to do the assignments that you should just do them. Yeah, uh, pretty much. Yeah, as I, I was time, always, yeah. I was always looking forward to karaoke night on Thursdays at our local bar. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so we uh, we'll, we'll get into the games. There wasn't a ton of games. There were only four, um, that qualify for our discussion, and then we got just a couple other quick things, um, that we'll talk about. Before we round off the show, it'd probably be a short one, but that's all right. Um, the first match took place on March nineteenth, six days ago now. Jesus, feels like doesn't feel like it was that long ago. 
Uh, I want some money on this game. Fulham won Leeds 2. Leeds struck first with a Patrick Bamford goal in the 29th. Wasn't sure if he'd be playing, but he seemed to be pretty sharp. He looked okay. Uh, Joaquin Anderson got one back before the stroke of halftime in the 38th. And then Rafinha, who has been as sharp as ever, really, this season, um, got one back in the 58th to steal all three points for Leeds. you have anything to say about this game? I thought it was actually a, a pretty fun watch. Yeah, I thought this game was evenly matched. You had two newly promoted clubs who, throughout this whole season, you would say looked like pretty much established Premier League mid-table teams at times. But um, yeah, I thought this was a fun game to watch. You saw guys like Bamford obviously score and shine. Uh, Crofinia, like you said, creative, and he's hot right now. Yeah, uh, Lookman had a few chances. He was enjoying the left side of the field. He did pretty well. Uh haven't been seeing Loftus cheek as much. He's been coming off the bench, not getting as many starts from Scotty P. Uh interesting there. But yeah, overall I thought it was a good game. Um we both did pick leads in this, started out our week our one and oh. unfortunate for Scott in the table because he's losing opportunities to uh, hop a a team like Newcastle, who we're gonna talk about next. It's absolutely putrid. <laughs> um <laughs> It's just it's it's absolutely unbelievable how many breaks Newcastle is getting because it's so bad. Fulham are playing decent teams and losing. I'm looking here now. You lose three nothing to Man City. You lose two one to a Leeds side. You lose one nil to a Tottenham side, and then you got a a big win against Liverpool. Mm-hmm. So that was a very tough run of games for them, and they still have a couple more, uh, like with uh, Man United, Chelsea, and Arsenal still to play. But there's a few cupcakes in there on paper for them. I think, I mean, we both keep saying it. We definitely think they're going to stay up over Newcastle, and they do play each other uh, the last week of the season. So, and I'm going to, they're going to have fans back. So, yeah. that game might be the game you want to watch uh, the last week of the season. Yeah. I just, there's this thing that I've been thinking about like Fulham hit their stride in the worst possible time period. That win yeah. against Liverpool, if they would have had, you know, two or three mid table or maybe like lower on the table teams to play after they played Liverpool, I think they would have won all three games. But instead yeah. they got stuck playing like, you know, the top six clubs or at least clubs that are in the top half of the table. And right. th- they even managed to continue some of that momentum, but they couldn't carry it through um and, and obviously get all the points that they needed. It's just unfortunate. Like, I I will feel so bad if Fulham goes down. One, because we kind of, you know, like, we kind of like Fulham. I think they play an interesting style of football. Very solid now. And I liked watching them kind of evolve. You don't see a team evolve and get sharp, typically, in a season where they just get promoted. Like, Leicester is a good example of a team that got super sharp, super quick. Um, but full on this linear progression, I really enjoyed, and I really hope they don't go down because I want to see what they would be like next season. I think Wolves is another team similar to that point yeah. because their their first two seasons they finished seventh. Obviously, it's a whole di- whole different team now with injuries and uh, not getting and selling a few of their star players from previous seasons. So. Yeah, I think Fulham definitely deserves to stay up. Uh, fingers crossed. There's a lot of games left. Still eight weeks ago. Uh, a lot of a lot of football left to be played. Yeah, that's the truth. All right, we will move on to that next game that we were talking about. Brighton 3, Newcastle 0. Matt and I watched this game live up until the third goal and then shut it off because it was an absolute bloodbath. You could use the, the term watched lightly there. 
Yeah, I mean, it was. We kind of watched it. We were. I think we were both just off that day. Well, yeah, we were in it on the first half. Second half, we but we were talking about uh, trading cards and like sports cards and talking about all that the whole time. <laughs> I, I was I I was looking at Yu Gi Oh cards, trying to scrounge out some like <laughs> gems. Uh, that's true. I actually forgot about that. Um, but anyway, yeah, Brighton three. Uh, Newcastle nil. Trossard got one right before the stroke of halftime in stoppage time. Uh, Welbeck added one right after they resumed play, and then Mopai got the. Uh, uh, I my brain just fucking exploded. Yeah, hit what? the third nail in the coffin. Nail in the coffin. That's their deal. That's what it was. I was gonna say fork in the meat, and that's just not a <laughs> saying. It's just not a thing. So nail, <laughs> nail in the coffin. Um, stuck a fork in them is the saying not fork in the meat what the fuck is that you're just hungry food's on the brain i am i'm eating i'm actually eating um some meat pork tenderloin this evening yeah Ooh. yeah okay all right i see put it in a little soy teriyaki uh marinade pretty excited um so so let's get down to the nitty and gritty of this game (laughs) newcastle are fucking atrocious I mean, they are just horrible. They may have had one or two chances where I felt like they, you know, could have actually made something of it, but they're just so flat. And we've witnessed Brighton start to become a little bit more flat um, in the midpoint and towards this, like, you know, falling action part of the season. But but Newcastle are just in a totally different bracket of dog shit. They are so bad. I mean, stat-wise, Brighton controlled the game in shots, possession, passing, all over the place. Um, even on corners, like every statistical comparison they did better at. And, I mean, it comes with the style of play. Brighton have a similar style to how Fulham kind of play. Difference is they'll play three in the back at times. Uh, they gave a rare start to this motor guy, a Polish guy they had. He did all right on the left wing, but when you have... They had goals from all three of their front three guys in there. And when you have Danny Welbeck scoring on you, on you, you know you have serious problems. Uh, positives, though, for Newcastle. Miguel Almiron did come back from injury in this game. Uh, unfortunately, though, with one coming back, one had to go out oh, on injury. Yeah. Isaac Hayden had a horrific knee injury. Yeah. Uh, good news is I'm seeing is he will not require surgery, but he will be out the remainder of the season. So that's good news for him. Uh, not needing surgery and the rehab process is always mentally draining. So that's good news for him. But Newcastle as a club, they really, really need uh, St. Maximin and Wilson to really finish up on this recovery. I'm looking here now that they are potentially due back for their next game uh, for Easter weekend on the third or fourth, whichever day they play. Mm-hmm. So I think the end of the season is going to be interesting to watch Uh, top four finish and relegation battle. That's always how it usually finishes out because every other season you'd say there's a clear uh, champion, like winner of the season. There's always a big gap and it comes down to who's going to close out those top four spots and Europa League. And then you flip it to the bottom side, who's going to get relegated. Yeah. Yeah. I'd be curious to see how everything pans out still. Um, we know City, obviously, are going to win the league, but the bottom half of the table is where my attention is, really. Um, do you think Brighton will continue this kind of like a res- little bit of a resurgence they've had? Because they've looked a little bit sharper the past couple weeks, especially in this game. 
Yeah, two wins in a row over teams you would say they deserve to beat Newcastle and Southampton. Um, previously, they didn't have two good games, losing to Leicester uh, late. They gave up the early lead, and then dropping absolutely all three points against Big Sam is absolutely unforgivable. Yeah. Um, so they're kind of top two right now. Right now they're on the ups, obviously, two big wins. Uh, now they have to play Man United, who right now is second in the table, I believe. Um, let me look at that. No, they're in third, right behind United by one point. Mm-hmm. Um, still, Leicester is very playing really well this season, but uh, United right now, big Europa League win. They move on, as well as Arsenal. Paul Pogba scoring. He's back now, so that should be interesting to their dynamic, how much better they play, uh, how that dynamic duo that you love, Pogba and Fernandez, if they can still be prolific in front of the goal. Um, I do see Man United beating them. I just don't think Brighton's form is consistent enough, and that's their number one problem is goals. Uh, you did say in the live stream, Mupai is inconsistent, uh, attitude issues. I said Welbeck's got injury issues, and the other guys are kind of role players, and they'll have some moments, but we'll have to wait and see if they can score in the big game here. Yeah, yeah, we will have to see as we move forward. Not long now, only eight weeks. You said a lot of football to play. There is a lot of football to play, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, only eight more weeks. Uh, next one, Aston Villa nil, Tottenham two. Uh, Carlos Vinicius scored in this one to open the scoring, and then Kane um, kind of put the fork in them. Uh, yeah. There you go. How about that? In the 68th <laughs> with a penalty. I thought this game was a little bit more evenly matched than I would have expected. Um, I don't remember if I picked Tottenham. I think I did. But yeah. But um, yeah, we went opposite here. We went opposite here. You went with Spurs, and I thought I thought took a Villa upset. Yeah. So no Grealish still in this one. I I just yeah. I just don't think that that they have a lot of um. They're missing so much without without Grealish. He seems to kind of open everybody else up and make everybody feel like it's okay to play in a dynamic style. And mm-hmm. I think when you're missing him and you're 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 putting other players in that don't get uh necessarily a ton of time, uh you kind of just you you surrender some of your ability to win and there's not a whole lot of structure um in this Villa side when we compare to some of the earlier uh teams that they put out and I just think Tottenham put out a better lineup here. Yeah, um, their midfield's really been lacking without Grealish. Like you said, there's a big uh, disconnection, like a big disconnect, I should say, with between Watkins and the midfield without Grealish because he was the connector between the bu- midfield build up to him, and now he's kind of a lone striker up there with no help. And uh, Morgan Sanson got a start in the middle. Their new signing from the I think Marseille he came from. Yep. Um, he didn't do too bad. Not very, not very good. But he did all right. Trezeguet got to start out there. Traore. At times, those guys were in form, but now they're kind of eat like half and half out there. Barkley off the bench. El Ghazi coming for him. I thought Konza and Mings did well in there at times. I think they're a good partnership and a good core for them as well as Martinez. Uh, he's kind of been a breakout star the past two seasons after leaving Arsenal. He's really had his career pick up. Yeah. Since that move, uh, one thing I'll say: Matty Cash got absolutely exposed on the way. Yeah, I was he got he got highlights. fried. I was watching the highlights before uh, we started recording, and yeah, Luke, Lucas just put him in the pan and diced him up. <laughs> it fake, man, he just got. He, it was one of those moments, Messi against Boateng. If you guys remember yeah. that from the Champions League, like he dropped him on the floor. Uh, he just had an absolute bad one, and then he took Harry Kane out 
which he absolutely was unnecessary. He's the ball's clearly going out of bounds for a goal kick for Villa, and he just takes his legs, and it's just like one of those mental lapses you have where it's just really unforgivable, and that sealed the deal for him. And I thought this Spurs lineup was kind of mediocre. They had random guys in there like Tungana and Rodon in there. Uh, LaCelso, he's kind of been inconsistent in there for starts. And yeah, like you said, Vinicius got his, or in there and got his first goal in the Premier League. Uh, he was really happy. His goal of celebration, he looked like he was going to break the post when he smacked it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was pretty pretty even. Spurs' big win keeps him up in the table. I think they're in sixth place right now, right behind West Ham. So um going to be interesting to see if they can hold that spot down or or not. But like we keep saying, interesting. And I'm really excited about this Arsenal team moving forward. We're going to talk about it next. Yeah. Um, all right. Yeah, we'll move on to them. Uh, West Ham 3, Arsenal 3. I mean, we were on the golf course for this game, I think. No, I, I was on the golf course. Yeah, you were. I was on the golf course with my brother. Um, Lingard scored in the 15th, Bowen in the 17th, Suchek in the 32nd. I thought this game was chalked. Yeah. Three nil before the half. I mean, it was over. When that when the Bowen goal went in, I, I was certain that the game was over. Um and somehow, by the grace of God, there was two own goals, and then Lacazette brought one back in the eighty second to secure one point for Arsenal. I mean uh, Arsenal didn't even play that bad was the thing. Their defense yeah, was no. just terrible. It was just bad. It reminded me of some of like old Arsenal, like two or three seasons ago when there was just no stability there. Mm. And, I mean, Arsenal had 16 to West Ham's 15 shots, seven to their five shots on target, and dominated possession. Their pass accuracy was better. They had more passes. They were more lively. They knocked the ball around. Arsenal outperformed West Ham. They just didn't outfinish them. And, you know, like I said, by the grace of God, two own goals managed to keep us in the game. Um, West Ham, I bet, absolutely kicking themselves. I'm I'm sure that Moyes isn't happy with how they let that game uh let that game pan out. Yeah, I thought from the start after seeing that Moyes put a great team out there, uh, good tactically. They were tactically set up well. Uh Diop kind of been iffy. Uh for starts, but he did a decent job in there. Suchek, I thought was kind of cheesy, he stole. Antonio's goal. I watched the celebration after Lingard went to celebrate with Antonio, and you could just see on his face he was like, "I just can't believe." He was just pointing to Suchek. He was like, "He, he scored, bro. He scored, mate. He scored." Yeah. Uh, he was so <laughs> mad, but I mean, being up three 0 up against Arsenal like that in the form they were in was a good sign for them. And then, like you said, the comeback, man, just two own goals, and then Lacazette had an absolute day. Yeah, that that guy was popping off, and then Mikel's substitution choices—he was all in with uh, Pepe, Smith, Rowe, and Mar- Martinelli all all attacking subs. He wanted this win so bad. Yeah, and which I, th- I love. I really, I, yeah, I know that's what you want to see on your manager that just pushed all the chips in, and he's like, "Let's fucking go." I mean, we have this. This is our best chance to climb up the table. I mean, they're only they're only uh, what is that? Seven points behind West Ham in that fifth place spot. And mm-hmm. with they still have nine games to go, uh, plenty of opportunities for them to get back in there. Um, I mean, should be interesting next Saturday uh, against Liverpool. Very, very interesting matchup. And then you throw in both legs against Slavia Prague. 
Yeah. Uh, in the Europa League, that should be interesting. And then we got Sheffield and Fulham. So a lot of games that Arsenal could win. And with Liverpool's form, maybe they should win. But um, I really, I really liked watching this game back. I couldn't see it live, but watching the highlights, like you could just feel the there's energy. That, there was like an atmosphere about it that mm-hmm. if there were fans there, it would have been absolutely nuts. Yeah, and like there is a there is a structure to this Arsenal team that I'm starting to see. Like having Odegaard, having Odegaard in the center. And Thomas and behind him, and Saka off on the left. Like, uh, there's, I'm starting to feel something. I think with one or, well, really two good center back signings. Yeah, um, that's what I was gonna say. That this could be a a really really good team, and I you're probably gonna see Lacazette leave, unfortunately. Um, right. And he's really probably earned himself an extension because he's been fantastic as of late, much more dependable than Aubameyang. Um, yeah. But if you can get them both firing, you know on all cylinders, keep Odegaard there. Jaka playing, you know, an improve a much improved game. Um and then having that that structure otherwise in the midfield and going forward with Saka, like this team could be actually pretty solid. And I'm just hoping that that things stay the same. And we keep Martinelli and Smith Rowe because they've been really well, Martinelli has a lot of promise, but Smith Rowe has been really good. Yeah, you always need the the youngsters off the bench, kinda, or like some uh, academy grown guys in there. Like uh, Smith, is Smith Rowe like through the academy? Um, I don't know if we got him from another academy or if he's from Arsenal's academy, but I'm fairly certain that he's from the Arsenal academy. Okay, well, and what do you think about goalkeeper? Are you all right with Leno? Or no, he needs to be on the market. We probably need to be on the market for somebody young. I don't think that Leno's done yet, but I think he probably, um. He probably is and like approaching that area where he needs to move on. Right. Yeah. I, I definitely agree. You guys the center backs is a good point. You've always needed a strong leader back there. Ever and since Kashelny left. Yeah, and he had his iffy moments towards the end of his career, but he was a good he was a solid trooper for the time he was there. Yeah. By the way, England versus San Marino is now at three nil, so in they're, the first half, they're not quite on pace to break the six and a half. Is that in the first or second half? First half. Oh, that's all right. Halftime four minutes ago. So, yeah. Hmm. Yep. All right. Um, let's move on to what were we going to talk about? Do you remember? Yeah, I pulled up this article beforehand. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. There were there was some power rankings on the top ten teams in Europe currently uh, across the five power. Uh, I can't even talk the five power leagues, whatever you want to call them. I'm like talking like we're in the NCAA basketball like power conferences. Yeah, just the top leagues. So right now, this guy has Leicester City at tenth in Europe right now. They get a big three one win over United in the FA Cup. We didn't touch on that. Uh, the draw right now has Leicester City playing Southampton and Chelsea unfortunately drawing Manchester City pain uh, yeah that's always pain i i thought we could do the double uh luck or the draw like in the champions league with porta but wasn't meant to be i still think we'll have a good chance over city i I'm, I'm really really into this team i don't know about i'm really interested in seeing what tuchel does when we don't have possession of the ball as much because his whole style is having like 70% of the ball yeah and Pep's style is similar, so it'll be interesting to see what team has more possession and how that affects the game and their style of play, but yeah, just one thing there. But Leicester City in 10th, 
Atletico Madrid ninth. They are surprisingly in the top, in or I should say first in La Liga right now, four points clear of second. Even though they crashed out of the Champions League, fall into Chelsea. Uh, Ajax eighth. They are closing in on their 35th league title uh, in history. That's crazy. Uh, PSG in seventh. Those guys playing extremely well with Mbappe cruising in the Champions League. Real Madrid sixth. Chelsea fifth. Barcelona fourth. Uh, shout out Serginho Desk. Had a great day in the international friendly against Jamaica. Scored an absolute worldie for his first career international goal. Uh, Bayern Munich surprisingly third. Those guys cruising in the Bundesliga. Inter Milan. Who would have thought? Uh, built a little project there. They're first in Syria. This guy has them second. And in first, shockingly, Manchester City. Uh, are there any teams that stand out to you in that top 10 that you think should be higher up or maybe not in that? Or do you think there's a team that was left out? I mean, Barca and Madrid suck ass. They are terrible. Yeah. They're both horrendous. I mean, yeah. if we're considering their if we're considering their achievements in Europe, fine. I, I understand they ha- they both have to be in there. But if we're going on current form in yeah, La- that's, what that's what it's. This is just currently in all competitions. I mean it's that not- that is absolute drug fueled nonsense. There is <laughs> there is no way. I, I might hear the Barca thing. I'm not hearing the Madrid thing right now. I know they're still left in the Champions League, but they're they're not good. They're not a good yeah. side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I totally agree. They and Leicester out. too. That's insane. Yeah, I was surprised because Leipzig's doing pretty well in the um, what's my call it the Bundesliga. I think they're they're in second right now, right? Yeah. Like, let me check that. Leipzig. There's, there's some crazy ones on there actually. I, yeah, I, I don't. I think Inter Milan's a shocking one because yeah, two. I think that's bold. Like they're crushing it in Serie A with um, Antonio Conte. Yeah, like he's done what he did at Chelsea. Yeah, uh, long lo- stretching it long term. Like right. he's made for Italian football because he is Italian, and like maybe the media is not as crazy there. But, yeah. I mean, that was one thing when he was at Chelsea. Like he couldn't handle I, that. Yeah, he was a very emotional guy, like hard on his sleeve. Yeah, type manager, and like you love to see that, like him simple, celebrating with the fans, but. At times, there needs to be like some sort of professionalism, or like you need to take uh, constructive criticism. Well, at times, and maybe you can take that. Oh, I also saw uh, Diego Costa is accepting a free transfer to Benfica, so his career is t- going on the down even further now. I uh, am so glad that this happened after <laughs> Arsenal played them. Yeah, <laughs> I'm so happy. I fucking hate Diego Costa so much, dude. Would you say he's like on your top five? Oh, it's easily. I mean, easily. Yeah, Leipzig's only four points behind Bayern in or in the Bundesliga right now. Like they're they're doing. They have been a team that's in the past five years has just come out of nowhere. Maybe that's from the Red Bull money and all that, but yeah, they have a side there that's pretty damn good. Yeah, great talent development there. And I was where you just said like the top five most hated players. I'd say it's probably four American players and then one and then Diego Costa. Yeah, I, there, yeah. There's a lot of times where you've seen players in in America and like key moments that just fuck it, and you're like, I I, I just can't forgive that. Like Wondolowski and oh, Michael my, Bradley. Oh my! I mean, the, yeah. both you, of those guys can back. rest in piss, dude. You're, you're taking me back 2014 against Belgium. Yeah, we were we watched that game together. 
That shit was fucking whack, man. I can't believe Wondolowski missed that. Fucking kneaded over the bar. That's putrid. Um, I mean, that's fucking crazy. Yeah, but uh, Chelsea being fifth, is I'm okay with that because like they're not doing that's anything fine. crazy. They're not like winning every single week. Like they're still unbeaten in 14 games. Uh, probably could be coming up. Could be breaking against City in the FA Cup or even Porto. I don't know what to expect from Porto because. They're an interesting team that tactically they can be set. I'm I'm leaning more on the side of Juve's overrated and like Porto beating them is just because they rely so heavily on Ronaldo at times and everybody else is kind of mid-road kind of talent-wise and they can't really fully express themselves because when you have an icon of the game on your team, like you're not, there's always going to be pressure for you to give it to him. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of course, and I think that's kind of what hurts Juve. They used to play like a kind of a team style, and now yeah. now that you have um, Ronaldo there, things have changed. I mean, I'm not going to say that he's not incredibly talented. He still is, and he's got a lot of gas left in the tank. Um, yeah, I just don't necessarily know if he even fits there. Like, I, I really, it doesn't really make any sense to me why he's still there. I feel like he'd even be playing better if he went back to Madrid. Yeah, I think that Madrid will 100% take him back with open arms. They're gonna, um, I think they're going to try to. Yeah, well, I don't know how Ronaldo feels personally, but I, I don't think it's about the money anymore. No. If I was him, because he's already set himself up for life and for his next three generations to be fine with his hotel business, like his underwear, whatever. He has so many different yeah. sponsorships and partnerships, and he's invested so much into different things. Like. He has a good team around him, yeah. And his age, his agents, like the the biggest agent in the world for sports in general, yeah. So like he has a good team around him. So I don't think it's about if I was him, I don't think it'd be about the money. I think it's about where can I win. It's got to be winning and legacy. Exactly, he's just trying to cement himself as one of the best of all time, and he's doing a pretty good job at that. Yeah. Uh other than that, what else was I going to say? We were talking about the U.S. We want to talk uh, about that quickly. Oh, yeah, the the, the 4-1 win over Jamaica. Yeah, Josh yeah. Sargent. Uh, they've been saying Greg Berthalter, the current U.S. manager right now, has been really pushing for Sargent to break out as the main striker and cement himself in that position, and I totally agree with that because mm-hmm. there wasn't there was one other striker on that full team today on the roster, and he was... Uh, I looked at him. He plays for the young boys in Switzerland. I didn't really know too much about him, but... Right. He's putting a lot of faith in him and like he was doing great off ball runs. He was working well. The number one thing I saw was the tiki taka in close spaces in the final third between uh Gio Reyna, Pulisic, um Sargent, and then uh who else they had? Uh that Musa. That Musa yeah. got a play Yunus Musa. Yeah, he was great to watch. Yeah, he's electric. And there were a few, there were three MLS guys in there too as well. Uh, Aaron Long, mm-hmm. uh, key center back in there. You had Kellen Acosta in the middle. He's a great box to box guy. Never runs out of energy. Uh, and then you had um, what's his name? Legend something. He had two goals today. He did well. He plays for the Galaxy. That guy's been pretty well too. Yeah. So they have a really good core team. I mean, Zach Steffen. There was one moment where they played the ball back to him. And he fucking like scuffed yeah. it, went up for a corner. I was like, Yo, was you good, Zach? Yeah, like, I think John Brooks is a fucking donkey too at this point. Really? Yeah, I I think he's a little bit out to pasture, but yeah, he'll probably do for for the World Cup, and then we need a new one. 
Yeah, I mean, like, I don't see Matt Miazga anywhere near any talks of that I team know, anymore. Bro. He's got to be better than John Brooks, though. Well, where is he He's even a- playing? I don't even fucking know. I can't even. Does like, Chelsea tell still you. own him, or I got? I'm looking it up right now. He says he's currently playing for Anderlecht in the Belgian league. Yeah, there you go. He's from Clifton, New Jersey. Born and raised, baby. Glasgow. Um, uh, he's currently valued at two point two million dollars. Yeah, Chelsea still own him since 2016. They have owned him. He's always had like an attitude issue too, though. Yeah, he's like 25. Maybe. He's been a big hothead, yeah. He's a year older than me, shit. Yeah. He made one national team appearance for the Poland U18s in 2012. Did you know that? Jesus, we literally don't have any clear Americans, bro. No, none. Absolutely none. Because the guys that are clear Americans are not playing soccer. They're playing other sports. Uh, Brendan Aronson got a goal today, too. Shout out to him. Uh, past union player. What an absolute gem. Yeah, he's amazing. I mean, he is I'll absolutely. Love, I'll, I'll love seeing guys like him succeed. Assist from Josh Sargent. Yeah, that's another New Jersey native, Medford. Yeah, his dad uh, is like the lead guy for the Medford club team up there. Yep. like he runs the. Yeah, like that's huge. They're they're a fucking tough team to play. My the, my U the Bob E Bendy. That's that's where they uh, that's where they play. Bob Bendy Park. I used to drive by it when I went to Morgan's. Well, that's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's a strange thing to know, but yeah, I remember playing there as a kid. And when the first time I went up to to Morgan's house, she's like, Oh, yeah, here's the directions. And I drove past it and I was like, Holy shit, dude, she lives right by Bob Bendy. What a throwback turf turf field up there. You remember that in Medford or no? Yeah, I haven't been up there in a long time. I haven't had the 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 top. I can't even talk. I haven't had the opportunity to go up there. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, other than that, we play Northern Ireland Sunday. That should be interesting to see. Uh, yeah, I'm excited. What choices the lineups are because of the short, uh, the short time between people playing for their clubs again on the weekends and guys having to travel back to their clubs and get into training. So that should be interesting to see what minutes uh, Pulisic and Aronson those guys get. And I mean, because the whole the whole squad is mostly european and i think that's fully due to the covid restrictions because the game was played in austria yeah so i think that has to do heavily with the team selection for there but yeah mm-hmm. i don't know i'm I'm interested to see in specifically pulisic and how many minutes he gets because we play west brom on saturday next saturday and uh yeah right next yeah next saturday and that's a game we have to win because it's against Big Sam, and I fucking hate that guy mainly due to the losing money on him, and also with like he was brought in cl- specifically to keep them up, and he's not gonna do it. So I hope we can bury them in the relegation. That's what I'm I, I'm hoping for. Yeah, I totally feel you on that one. All right, that's that's pretty much it, right? That's all we were gonna talk about for today, I think. Yeah, pretty much that we had planned. Yeah. Um. Short episode. We haven't done a 35-minute, John, in, like, forever. But uh, not not a whole lot of stuff going on, obviously, with the Premier League um, taking a week off for international break and what have you. Um, but uh, we'll we'll see you next week, I guess. We'll have quite a few games to, to um, preview um, because those games are... I think the first game is on the 3rd for next week, which is Saturday. Yep, some juicy matchups already. I'm looking at them now. 
yeah, Arsenal taking on Liverpool next weekend. I'm pretty excited. Um, we'll see if anything develops in the next week or so so that we have a more accurate uh, accurate read on the situations. Um, so in the time between then and now, I hope you all take care of yourselves. Um, make sure you guys interact with us on social media. It's been quiet. I think Matt and I have both been super busy. Um, but I'll, I'll be back at it, um, starting with NBA stuff and stuff like that. Um, so, yep, on social media, Post20Pod, uh, Twitter, Instagram, what have you. And then, obviously, on all of our podcast platforms, Spotify, Apple Music, SoundCloud. And there's one that I'm missing, but oh well. Spotify. Uh, I said Spotify. Maybe I'm not missing them. Uh, anyway. YouTube. Oh, and YouTube. That's that's the other thing. Um, we record all the episodes now, so check us out on YouTube. Um, no live stream this week because there's no games on the weekend. Um, but but yeah, thank you guys all for the support. As always, Matt, is there anything for you to say? Sorry. Yep, just thank you guys so much for watching or listening. Um, I'm going to get a big fat cheesesteak ready on the fly. Uh, I'm starving. Had an early day from work. Uh, hopefully you guys have a great week, a great weekend. And yeah, other than that, thank you. All right. Take care, guys.